This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Tony, cut the shit. What's going on, fellas? What is happening? Yeah. One week, one week till the clash of the castle. Hey, somebody actually got it right. <laughs> Start the show. <laughs> As we are sad, Tony is not here this week. Yep. But we do have a special guest. Ben Pierce is back. Ben, how's it going, brother? I'm good. Did you guys miss me that much? <laughs> really? Well, absolutely. Third time is a charm, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, going there, I am your host, the $50 man, Clay Cummings, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella. What's going on? And like I said, Ben, you don't have a nickname yet, so we're just going to go with Ben Pierce. (laughs) Very good. Eventually, I'll get there. Absolutely, absolutely. So I wanted to start the show off. Did you guys see whose birthday it was this week? Yep, Vince. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes. What I found interesting, it's his 77th birthday. This Mm -hmm. is his first appearance out after this whole scandal is going on. But I wanted you guys to see who was at this certain birthday party with him. Oh. Did you guys happen to find out who they were? Yes, I did. John Cena. John Cena. Uh, and the other one was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, uh, yep. They, they had uh, Pat McAfee. There you go. <laughs> and um, and then uh, Vince had his own lady friend. Uh-huh. And it was not Linda. Well, so. No, it, no, well, of course it wouldn't be Linda, but we, we knew that by now. Oh, yeah, true, true. But, yeah, I just found it interesting that Brock and Cena were there, but Pat McAfee. I mean, Vince must love Pat as much as I do. So that's, that's saying a lot. Well, we we all love Pat. I mean, he gave him a match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the best commentator going right now, man. Right. Yep. I, I, I 100% agree. He, he brings a level of entertainment to SmackDown that had been sorely lacking before him for quite a long time. For sure. For sure. I just wanted to throw that out there. So let's go into the Facebook post this week. We posted on our fantasy matchup, and this was a really interesting matchup. We have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Seth Rollins. Uh, sounds like a really good match. So Let's go to you guys first before we go to the comments. Um, ben, who would you take in this matchup if it were ever to happen? Hands down, it's it's got to be it's got to be the dragon. I mean, I mean, nowadays Seth Rollins is awesome. Seth Rollins is at the top of my list in terms of modern superstars. But but I'll tell you what, R- Ricky was so ahead of his time. That mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like you could plug him into any generation ever in wrestling history, and he'd be at the top of the at, at the top of the list. Okay, all right, Elio, what are your thoughts? Who would win? Me, take my money. 
<laughs> That's no, true. But, but for real, um, I got to go with Ricky Steamboat. Uh, and I'll tell you why. First of all, the only one I know that's never been a heel in his career ever. And mm-hmm. uh, he's got uh, the experience over Seth Rollins and some, some of the memorable feuds that he's had, with, like with Jake Snake Roberts, Randy Savage, Ric Flair. Definitely. So I got to go with uh, Ricky Steamboat. You know what, guys? I would agree this would be one hell of a match. I would pay good money to see this match between these two. Uh, they would definitely tear the house down. But I got to go with the dragon. I do on this one. Like, as much as I love Seth Rollins, as much as he's dominating WWE for the last 10 years, you know, or so, he, I mean, you got to go with the dragon. Throughout his whole time, he could be, play amazing babyface. We don't really know a heel, but he's too good of a babyface you know, to get this put over. And I know Seth would have the honor and privilege to lose this to Steamboat. So uh, I got, absolutely. I, yeah, I got to say Steamboat. That would so, be interesting seeing him as a heel, just to see how he would work as a heel. I know, right? It'd be, kind, it'd be weird, but I think he could do it. <laughs> you know? But to me, the, the prospect of having Ricky uh, as a heel to me, is more fascinating than the possibility of Cena. True, true. Because, because now, now this is nothing against Cena. I'm not going on an anti-Cena rant. <laughs> but, but I, I'm just saying, in in terms of pure wrestling, mm-hmm. John can't can't hold a candle to the dragon. He he just can't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go to the comments here. Barry Brock said Steamboat. Okay. Very Chris Mac- Chris McDonald said that would be a hell of a match. Got to be at least 60 minutes. I can't pick. I think we all win with that match. I well, we asked you to pick, brother. Right. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but pick one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we got Matt Novak said Steamboat for me. Although could go either way, this fantasy matchup would be a great one. I agree. Austin Martunic. I'm sorry, brother. I pronounced your last name wrong, probably. Uh, Ricky, in my opinion, would be a great match either way. And Josh Sanders said, so after a five-star match between these two, Seth being the heel would use a dirty tactic, which would result in a shady finish with Seth winning and be, and would he would curb stomp the dragon, and that is visionary. Oh, okay. So he's so he's going with Seth. So so in in other words, it, not not to contradict your or his opinion, I should say, but in other words, he wants he wants to see a series of matches between the two because to me that that's what that kind of finish would set up. For sure. I mean, I I would be down for that as well. I mean, both guys are realistically could pin each other. You know, in, in different matches, you know, I can see Seth winning, I Steamboat winning. Yeah. I'm down for it, you know, but hey, at the end of the day, one on one, one time only, it's got to be the dragon. Absolutely. Be the dragon. All right. We're going into our next Facebook post. Who should win the women's tag team championships? Um, Elio, we'll go ahead and start with you first. Who should win <sighs> these titles? I feel like this tournament it was designed for EO Sky and Dakota, but um, I want to see Aliyah and Raquel win 
because Aaliyah's been there since 2012, and they haven't done anything with her. They brought mm-hmm. her on SmackDown. She lost one match to Carmella. Then, years later, they paired up with Vanessa Bourne for a while. And now right. they're actually doing uh, something with all these years. <laughs> and now they're doing something with her all these years later. Like, she's been there forever, it seems like. And just now they're looking at her differently. Right. So I'm going to go with Ali and Raquel. Okay. Ben, what do you think? I, I am completely at a loss. I, 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 based on the based on the matchup, I would have to say uh, Dakota and um, Io. Um, but but can I just can I just say I am so confused by this women's tag team tournament. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it, fellas. Because, well, number number one, it was immediately ravaged by injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, whether real or imagined, that's a different argument. Um, but either way, ravaged by injuries. And and number two, um, you know, when this thing was set up, I thought for sure that this was a way to bring back. Sasha and Naomi. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, now, in, in terms strictly in terms of the matches and under the outside rumors and stuff like that, I am not a fan of this tournament at all. Yeah, it's just kind of a thrown a thrown in thing. I agree. You know? I, I, well, I well, it, it's more than the fact that it was just thrown in because I. Because the one thing that I can respect, even though I even though I disagree with the presence of women's tag team titles, um, be, because quite frankly there are really no established women's tag teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the thing the thing that that gets me is just I can I can respect it because you know prior to triple prior to Triple H taking back power, we hadn't even heard of the, the women's tag team titles since, since the previous champions were unceremoniously uh, dismissed. Um, mm. So I, I can respect him trying to bring back continuity and bring back championships and prestige and what's and what such. He's done that with several championships. But to, but to me, it's almost like the women's tag team titles are wasted TV time. Mm. One, one, like I said, because you don't have established w- women's tag teams, and and to and you know, really, the company has never, ever focused on women's tag team wrestling at all. Yeah. Um. So from that perspective, it doesn't make sense. And and then it's just I don't know what it is, but the I mean this the singles division of of. The, of the division just absolutely did I just say singles division of the division now <laughs> I, 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 the singles aspect of it I think you have enough challenges there that, that you know you need to fix before we start talking about you know tag team situations yeah yeah well uh, for me as we found out tonight the finals will be Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus Raquel and Aaliyah 
Which I agree with you, Ben. I mean, this tag team, yes, circumstances with Sasha and Naomi caused this whole spiel of, I mean, you know, that's the thing of, of stuff of random tags. You know, they just threw that in there, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But they haven't established a tag team. But to establish, to start the establishment, I feel like EO and Dakota need to win this. They're already in a faction with Bailey. They are somewhat taking over the women's division in Raw to establish and go with a good story for the women's tag title. I think Kai and Sky should go ahead and win this coming Monday uh, and win the women's tag titles. I agree. But yeah, that's that's just with me. Uh, Bob Gray Jr. He said, first off, I'm wondering if that second chance four-way on Friday will lead to the winners battling Aaliyah and Raquel later in the night or if they're facing off on Monday. Regardless, it either should be Aaliyah and Raquel winning or, dare I say it, Sonia and Natalia with a little help from Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. Natty and Sonia win Monday, and that sets up their ticket to Wales next Saturday where they face the returning Sasha and Naomi. Well, a lot has went down on SmackDown and I don't see that happening. <laughs> everyone, everyone is still, uh, still on uh, with this uh, Naomi and Sasha returning. You know, I, they <laughs> because, are. <laughs> because, and, and I, I'll, I'll tell you why, uh, Elio, at least, at least in, in, in my opinion, and not that I'm excluding you from this conversation, Clay. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's just, to me, this whole Sasha and Naomi thing has dominated every single aspect of the women's division. I have I have never seen such a glaring absence in in the women's division as has been present since Sasha and Naomi left. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't I don't want to open up the whole you know conversation again because I feel like that's been had ad nauseum um, mm-hmm. regarding the circumstances. However, how telling is it that the biggest story in women's wrestling revolves around women that aren't even there? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, to me, that is that that in and of itself establishes the weakness of what's going on right now, and I just, I, I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. I, I just think with with everything changing, everything wise, I can see them coming back, but who knows when? Honestly, who knows when? But and, uh, and I really don't think it'll, it would be at Cardiff. I think that'd be like too too soon. You gotta you gotta let things breathe. I agree. I agree. Uh, Kevy Kev uh, said nobody. It should be scrapped. They haven't established a women tag team. Just throwing people together. And calling them a tag team isn't the same. You didn't answer the question. He didn't, but well, <laughs> well, I I know I know that your pet peeve, Elio. I I understand that, but <laughs> but I, I I respect that answer very very much because yeah. because it is logical. <laughs> it, it just you, you can't just have champions to to. For the sake of champions, and that's that's what we've had across the board for years and years and years. I mean, I mean, look at the rehab job that Triple H and company have done in in the span of four weeks regarding 
two singles championships. Right. The same has to be said for the women's tag team titles. And let's face it, the women's tag team titles have no legacy and absolutely nothing to stand on to build them up. Yeah. No, nothing. Well, sure. Uh, Willie Trader has says, whoever wins the belt, Naomi and Sasha will have a claim. They never lost the tag titles and going to challenge whoever is the winner. Still didn't answer the question. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what? We need um, a buzzer sound every time someone decides <laughs> the question. I know, right? Uh, but hey. Uh, Harry Schwartz, he did good. He picked EO Sky and Dakota Kai. So there's that. Okay. And then Darren Metzler, brother. <laughs> the Iconics is a wild card entry. What? <laughs> First of all, one of them is out uh, with uh, because she didn't have a baby. Second, uh, the other one, I think the other one is back, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, these, these people. Now, you know, yeah. Granted, granted, uh. I, I understand that I'm a guest host here. So I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to come off as, as an ass. Oh, um, but it's just now. To, but to me, to me, three appearances means I'm at least in the rotation. So allow me to to introduce something. When, when it comes to these questions, sure, sure, we we can have we can have debates of whether or not the, the tag team title should exist. But can we cut the stupid shit? That just, absolutely, <laughs> just absolutely makes no sense. Do you yeah. do, do you have the ability to mute people from your Facebook page? Because nah. I know, because I now no disrespect to Metzler, but but in in a joking fashion, I I tend to think that that's a mutable offense. <laughs> Uh, it is it is what it is people are gonna be people so i like the. i mean i like that they comment though so that's giving us something yeah. to talk about so that's mm-hmm. that's great and last but not least josh sanders would like to see it be taken away before seriously but raquel and Aaliyah would be a good choice if they wanted to have baby face tag champs i believe they should put the belts on heels and do dakota and eo so I think he's saying Dakota and you. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very confused by that answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We still love you, Josh. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into the wrestling news from around the world. Jeff Jarrett has stepped down as vice president of live events, and the new vice president of live events is Road Dog. Oh, okay. Uh, an- oh, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Another Triple H guy. It's I'm he's getting all his guys in there, you know. I love it. I yeah. I, I I absolutely love it. Now now, if, if if we're playing devil's advocate, and, and this this is just me shooting the shit. So, so the last time Road Dog was was in a in a position of power, 
that didn't that that didn't end well because there was some sort of clash with uh, with Vince, I believe. I could I oh, could okay. be I could be wrong, but I I think I think something happened there. I could I could be totally off. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if you want to talk about uh, you know story storylines and and different things like that. Um, you know, I think we're I think we're in a completely different ball game mm-hmm. now than we were back then because I, this is going to sound weird, but I still think people are underplaying how big of a deal this this change in in, in leadership really is. Mm-hmm. I, I I know I know it's been a gigantic thing. I'm not living under a rock. But, but, you know, this, this, we're four weeks in after 40 years. I mean, this, this, we're, we're still getting our feet wet here. So, so obviously, you know, Triple H is going to bring his people in. Yeah. Now, now, new, now, news-wise, these people have not been kind to Triple H's people because, and, and I would only assume that that would be the case to, to Road Dog as well because, you know, people have, people have said... Shawn Michaels has always been in charge of NXT. I, I call complete, complete bullshit on that. I I don't know if you guys saw this story, but I laughed my ass off. I laughed my ass completely out of the wheelchair. <laughs> I, I you know what? I don't I don't understand these people. So, so it's just, it, it, it'll be re- very interesting to see, you know, what kind of um, what kind of news and what kind of change that Road Dog and company can bring in because, um, I now I know it's not possible because because AEW has a lot of the former NXT Black and Gold guys, mm. but, but can, can we get rid of this NXT 2.0? <laughs> it, 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 it really sucks. So my, my point my point going back to Road Dog, just so you guys don't think I'm wandering. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by Triple H bringing in his people, this mm. this means that we'll have a, a return to something more reminiscent of Black and Gold. Sure, sure. Um, I, I can I can only hope because quite frankly, I don't understand this 2.0 thing at all. Right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to that section of the show. But I I watched uh, NXT 2.0 um, for this week for for the show tonight, and I got I got to tell you, there there were some good stuff to be fair. But overall, I'm completely lost with 2.0. I, I don't understand what they're doing. All right. We'll get to that when we uh, go over NXT. Um, apparently, WWE has been trying to call AEW talent about potential returns. But head of AEW has warned Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan to stop tampering with WWE contracted superstars. So... And did you see? Did you see the hashtag? I, I don't know if it was Chris Jericho's story, but did you see the hashtag? No, I didn't. Hashtag contract tampering. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, and and you know what? I will kind of agree with that because if you think about it, sports and say you bring sports into it, you tamper with somebody on contract. 
that certain team that was tampering gets their ass handed to them and fines and, you know, anything like that and gets a bad reputation. So I I kind of agree with AEW at a certain point, but you know what? Your product has been sucking lately, so why wouldn't WWE want to take advantage right. of it? You know, so I'm just especially saying. When, especially when the stars over there, some stars over there have expressed uh, their, their frustrations with working for the company. Exactly. And WWE is going to take that all in. So, hey, but so, hey, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um, so going off of what you're saying, the, the legality of it, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure where that is. I'm not. I'm not a legal expert, but it, it does seem like it could be a little bit of a problem if if somebody wanted to pursue that. Um, you know, that avenue. Now, it would be hard to prove tampering mm-hmm. because because to me, tampering says, okay, let me look at the contract you have with this company and I'm going I'm going to I'm going to to raise your salary if you come over here. Exactly. And now, that and that now are are they doing that? That's gonna that's gonna be hard to prove. Because to right. me, to me, there's a difference between tampering and an old friend calling you up and saying, "Hey, bud, when's your uh, when's your contract expired? When you know, are you, are you thinking about coming over here?" Because if it's that, we see that all the time, and that's not a story. So to right. put so to put tampering in it, that to me, that is the I I hate social media, but if you want to use hashtags. That's where you put the the tampering hashtag in it. Well, of course, it had to be Chris Jericho that would send out that. I mean, he he always wants to stir up the pot some way, somehow, in my opinion, especially here recently. Well, and, but but to but to me, and and I am I am a gigantic Chris Jericho fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to me that to, to me that guy is really starting to etch his. His face on some Mount Rush, Rushmore's of wrestling. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm I'm just being honest. Now, but but in terms of this, isn't that what Chris Jericho was always supposed to do in AEW? Because you know, Chris Jericho, I would argue even more than Cody Rhodes was like the holy shit aspect of AEW when it started. Yeah, like Chris yeah. Jericho was always that guy. Right. So, so of of course, of course, he's going to wave the the AEW flag. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't really bother me. Nah, nah. Um, Wade Barrett has signed a new two year deal to stay with WWE as commentator on NXT. Oh, see, so, that's good news. Not bad news. That's exactly. That's really good news. <laughs> I, I like him on commentary. So more Wade Barrett. And my last bit of news, apparently there is some backstage heat between Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. Uh, I Honestly, I don't really know what all started it. All I've heard was the two got into it. Uh, Sammy called, called Eddie a fat piece of shit. Eddie went to swinging and going in the back and then broke it up. Eddie got suspended for two weeks. And then he went on, I think it was Twitter, and said how he was wrong and this and that. And 
I don't. There's a bunch of drama involved with this whole situation, but this is what I just heard. Now, now to me, and and Elio, I'd be I'd be very interested to get your take on this. But to me, the the only the only word uh, missing from from that from what you just said is is gimmick because mm. Sammy Sammy was saying it because they both released statements, right? Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that's part of Sammy's gimmick. Uh, you know, to call to call um, Eddie a fat piece of shit. I don't have a problem with that because I mean, we we've all heard Eddie Kingston cut a promo, and I think it's great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, so the part that I find funny is, you, you know, even if it, even if it was discussed that, that where Eddie was like, "Hey, don't mention my weight or whatever," you know, I kind of I I find that funny coming from Eddie considering considering what what has been the content of his character and his promos. Right. Um, so that aspect of it that that's interesting to me. Um, that seems a little sensitive. However, if it was if it was agreed upon and and Sammy still did that, we'd be having a different conversation. Right. I don't. I don't think it was that. I think it was just a, a, a case of a bad communication, and um, and you know whether whether you love Eddie or you don't. The bottom line is you got to save the physicality for the ring. Right. I agree. Because, 100%. because because you know if this, if this is somewhere if this is something else, um, you know Eddie's going to jail for assault. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if Sammy really wanted to push it. Now, that's just, now that's the story. Now, in relation to, the, to these statements, I think both guys handled it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and shout out to Eddie for taking responsibility for it. I think he realizes he messed up. Yeah. Um, and, and and shout out to shout out to Sammy too because he had a very professional response. So, so the bottom line is this is the last thing I want to hear about because this see this is a problem in in wrestling and and a lot of other places too if you if you really want to get into it people have a disagreement and it, and it turns into a big thing um, right. new, newsflash people disagreements happen all the time yeah you know people people get their feelings hurt. And, and 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 shit it gets said and then and then you know depending on the personalities involved it might get elevated if it, if it's not handled properly right you know? i mean but that goes back to like elementary school so the fact that this has been in the news is it's almost like a joke to me it's like uh-huh. okay okay somebody threw, threw a punch talk about it have a beer and move on like <laughs> like this, this doesn't need to be. This doesn't need to be on podcast and shit. No, I, I just I don't get that. Yeah, I agree. Um, that is all that I have for the news. Elio, let's get into rumors. All right, so rumors. I got quite a few. Oh, so, boy. Perry, 
So apparently, uh, sources told me that the doors open to bring back some of the recently released NXT UK talents when NXT Europe relaunches next year. Of course, that being the list that we mentioned last week. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised you released that many guys and gals. Like, gosh dang, that was a boatload. <laughs> I, I even uh, mentioned this on uh, on one of the posts I saw somewhere and. Um, one person said, then why would they, I, I mentioned, uh, eventually they could find their way back to NXT Europe. And the person responded with, well, then it was stupid to really, really stupid in the first place. No, no, sure. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm like, but, okay. It, 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 was, it, was, it wasn't stupid. You have, you have to, you have to think about this logically, because if, a brand doesn't exist. I don't care if it's in. Um, I, don't, I don't care if it's in development or whatever. If the brand isn't currently ready and you folded NXT UK, then it doesn't make sense to keep those people on contract because you're hemorrhaging money. Yep. If, if if something if if a product isn't making money, what happens? It gets pulled from the shelf. Same thing happens with people. Yeah. You know that, that it, it's just, it's logical business, right? Right. All right. The next P, next one. Mustafa Ali told the fan on Twitter that at one point there was a plan for him to come out to the Real American theme, Hulk Hogan, long used as his entrance theme. Oh God! No! 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 no you know what? No. The only, the only other team that could do that was the U.S. Express because that theme was initially made for them. I agree. Yep. But yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, no. You can't no one else can ever use no. that. No, no, we don't we don't, <laughs> need, we don't need another Muhammad Hassan incident. Alright. Let's be real, Mustafa Ali is too good of a guy. We don't need that. Alright, uh, next we have Freddie Prince Jr. discussed rumors about CM Punk's reputation at AEW saying He's heard not everyone backstage loves CM Punk, and it's not just because of Colt Cabana. It's because of the way they feel he's behaved since he's got there behind the curtain. A lot of people don't like, don't feel like Punk shows anyone the type of dignity that one would expect at work. That's what I've been told. That's the kind of stuff that is going on. Hangman Page said a lot of real stuff. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. okay. are, honestly though are we surprised that we're hearing this though I mean Punk being that some type of person you know he's a good wrestler and all but his attitude man it's just no. it's different nowadays or even yeah, before that like uh, I don't know well yeah. well, the thing the, the thing for me is this one I don't I don't care I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I might piss some people off you know, I don't know how, how you do things on your show most of the time, but I'm, I have to say this. Who gives a flying shit about, about Freddie Prince Jr.? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, go back to the mystery machine and get me some Scooby Snacks. <laughs> no, no, nobody gives a damn what Freddie Prince Jr. has to say in this context. You, you had a cup of coffee in WWE. He, he probably had a backstage issue with CM Punk. It's, it's like, okay, 
like we, we but the, th the thing is and I, I understand the controversy about CM Punk and, and I'm not saying anything positive or, or, or negative about about the guy it's just the the bottom line is we know we know the controversy that CM Punk brings to the table we know what's gonna happen when you mention CM Punk's name every time there's something with a negative connotation about CM Punk or Phil Brooks or whatever the you know, th this kind of stuff starts. So it's, mm -hmm. almost, it's almost like I don't care what the, what the situation is. I care is is CM Punk employed or or is he, is he not? And and you know that and that is that's on Phil Brooks and Tony Khan. The rest of it, I don't care about. All right. All right. All right. Next uh, insiders say there's a lot of talk over the last week in WWE about calling up Solo Sikoa to the main roster, and it could happen in September. Good. Bring yeah, him. He's been, he's been ready. I can't wait to see my main roster. I'm ready. So, I I am too, but, but here's the question. It, does he does he go with the Usos? Mm, yes. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I, 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 I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't think so. So it, it, based on based on what he has said, based on the fact that he wants to place his own trail, and also based on the, does it make sense? Yes. Would I like to see it at some point? Yes. Are we going to see it at some point? Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm just saying because if you really think about it, this this bloodline thing. It's gonna die before um, before you know it. Yeah, we're we're two years into this thing, and and, and here's here's another question that could have been the, the hot tag news: Does Roman Reigns lose the the championship one or or any of them at um, at Clash of the Castle? And if he does, how long is that other title gonna last on? Because, yeah. because to me, to me, the second that he loses one of those titles, the clock is ticking on the entire bloodline. Man, yeah. so, so I guess uh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, there's also been talk of WWE's interest in New Japan wrestler Jonah, who previously wrestled in NXT's Bronson Reed. Hmm. Okay. I I I would be completely down with that. Yeah. And the last rumor I have here, rumor has it that Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter legitimately, legitimately don't like Thunder Rosa partially because she works too stiff. The original <laughs> plan was for Rosa to lose the AEW Women's World title all out before she was pulled from the show due to injury. Wow. Interesting. And, and Clay, what's your, what's your take on that? On this whole situation? Yeah. I think... I think Thunder Rosa does work too stiff. I mean, we've had the whole who was who was the girl that she fought with when she first got into AEW? Was it Evelise? Uh, Evelise. We heard that story about Evelise, and everybody gave shade on her for Thunder Rosa's deal. But Thunder Rosa was a big deal coming into AEW, so I mean, nobody really looked into it. But now we're looking at all these instances where she's stepping the ring or. Uh, her shirt that said that what yeah, was send that sandbag that and I found out the quote with that from Tony and Elio it's like yep. you're making fun of this and most it, it's not funny 
especially in pro wrestling. Like, that's just not okay. And so for somebody like Britt Baker to come out and say that Thunder Rosa is working too stiff, that's saying a lot because it's Britt Baker. I mean, arguably the best women's wrestler in AEW. Oh, you know, that's not saying a lot, but... Oh my God! No! 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 Okay, all right. Okay. Okay. No. No. Rick Baker is a better in-ring worker than Thunder Rosa. No. Absolutely. No. No. She's yes. Not. No. No. She's not. Okay. Rick Baker is better than Thunder Rosa. Change my mind. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Rick Baker. Well, number, number one, let's talk about the story because it, because in my opinion, Thunder Rosa is miles ahead of of Brit, of, of Britt Baker, but that's just an, an an opinion thing based on what I see. So let's just talk about the let's just talk about the story. This, this is very like I said earlier. This is very high school to me. Uh, to, to me, we shouldn't. We shouldn't even be discussing this on a podcast. And and, and look, and look I, I get it. I have my own podcast. We, I mean, we talk about the news, and I, I get all that. But, but but to me, this this kind of stuff is not productive, and it it, it really is indicative of a much larger problem that AEW has, um, because. Because from what I heard, it, it was it was Britt Baker that started the whole sandbagging thing. And, yeah, but but Thunder but, Rosa wore the shirt. But but hang hang, hang on. <laughs> but, hang, I, no, 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 I I, I agree with you. I, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I I thought yeah. that was messed up myself. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying from from what I heard. Britt Baker was the one that started the sandbagging thing, so so Thunder Rosa wore that shirt in, in retaliation to take the to take the steam from Britt Baker. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. This whole thing is very uh, juvenile to me. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it sounds like the only legitimate part of that story is that those two women have issues with each other it it sounds like it sounds like there's a lot of there's a lot of egos and a lot of bruised feelings going on Mm -hmm. and 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 it it might be it might be leaking out too much and as long as long as those two women keep it professional in the ring I don't really care about anything about anything else. The fact that the fact that the there were rumors that, that Thunder Rosa got suspended and what, whatever the hell else. No, she did not get suspended. We would have heard about that. Mm. It, it would it would have been widely known. There wouldn't you know. There wouldn't be any of this. Oh, Thunder Rosa was hiding in the bathroom after she broke Jamie Hader's nose. Please, just just stop. Just stop. Yeah, I will agree with yeah. you on that. But yeah. Britt's better than Thunder. I I I'm not no. going to change my mind. 
but okay, okay. And we, so, and we have so, different opinions. That's all good. This is all the yeah, show. It's no, all but, great. <laughs> yes, but let, let me let, let me just, let's just have a little bit of fun here. And I, I I'm not arguing with you. I I just <laughs> I know. it's I all just, good. I just it's I all just, good. I just want to hear your your take. What? What is it about some about um, Britt Baker that makes you that makes you believe that she's better than Thunder Rose? She's realistic. I mean, to me, in in a ring, like how she how she goes with everything, her character, her promos. I just feel like she has a connection with the audience that Thunder Rosa really doesn't have that connection. Sometimes and it's a ring, heel, and and she's a better heel. Like just. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying Thunder Rose is a bad wrestler. That's not, I'm not going to say that. I just feel like Britt's got more it factor than Thunder Rosa does. So that's, that's just what, my opinion. Well, the, 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 the it factor is, is the, is a legit argument with Britt Baker because there is, there is, there is a, something to Britt Baker. I absolutely agree. There's a lot of the character that I, that, that I do enjoy about about Britt Baker, so I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm with you there. So, but but in in, in the in the ring, t- to me, and, and I'm I'm not talking shit on anybody. It, this this is just how I feel about the subject. But to oh, me, yes. to me, Britt Baker is like the female John Cena in terms of moveset. Okay. I, because I feel like it's the same match every single time. You're, okay. you're gonna, you're gonna get certain moves, and and she's very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no argument there. She is very, very good at what she does, and and the level of improvement that she's shown since she started with, with Brit, with AEW, I am, I'm a fan of that. Right. You know, if you if, if you improve that much. That shows me dedication to your craft, and I have nothing but respect for that. Right. It's just, but for for me, it's like I can I can almost predict segment by segment what what is going to happen with with Britt Baker. Okay. Then that's that's all good. Uh, uh, Elio, is that all you have for rumors? That's all I got for rumors. Yes. All right. Let's go into injury. I have a couple. Go ahead, go to the topic. Thunder Rosa is actually hurt. She has a dick or a disc issue in her back. So she's going to be out indefinitely with that. And Gigi Dolan apparently got a concussion on SmackDown. So uh, uh, not this week, but last week. So that's the reason why Toxic Attraction was out Mm -hmm. of the women's tag tournament. So prayers for both of them to get back to wrestling and get better with their injuries. And now we're going into the hot tag news this week. Ben, you came to us with this uh, this question. Is this whole thing between CM Punk and Adam Page legit or is it the story? So I'm going to go to you guys first before I go to the comments because honestly, there's one comment in particular I have on here that I have a lot to say about and I'm not too happy. Uh, okay. So, well, that's one hell of a cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we call a lead in the news business. We're, so, we're supposed to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, what do you guys think? Is it a shoot or is it 
is it a work? Elio, you want to take this one first? Because I might, I might go for a minute, and I feel like I'm talking too much. So you want to go first? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> um, it's hard to say. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to say it uh, feels like uh, a shoot because uh, we talked about this last week. It feels like this, the summer of punk in 2011, and th- it feel, this feels like summer of punk 2022. It's like mm-hmm. he, came, he made his AW debut in, in, uh, on August 25th of last year. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you heard, the first thing he said in his promo, he said... Yeah. There's a lot of talent back there that I'm that I can't wait to work with, and people in this company actually listen. Right. And now a year later, why are you unhappy? What's what's the problem? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, they they even said uh, I read uh, where he almost walked out on the dynamite taping. Why? Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is a shoot because uh, it seems like this guy is never happy. And it's like it's a pattern that that he has going. I agree. All right, Ben, what's what's your take? Um, I think I I think I I I think it's a little bit of a a little bit of both. I think I think it um I think it has elements of a shoot. And elements of a work very much like the whole uh, MJF um, business that led led him to being, uh, you know, out up until up until now. Right. Um, because I I can I can see um, that this um, that this would logically be something that would lead to a match between the two of them. Um, but but at the same time, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it, it it really calls into question a lot of what um, AEW is doing on the world title front. Um, right. The, the 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 one aspect of it that kind of makes me laugh is like people are like, oh my god, is it is this a repeat of? of MJF and CM Punk or, or is MJF going to come in and help one of them screw the other one and which one what, what, is it going to be? So, um, you know, is this going to lead to the return of uh, Long Island's favorite son? So that part, that part makes me think work. Okay. What, what makes me um, sort of dubious and, and, and like, this might be egos clashing. The beginning of Punk's promo last week, where he called uh, Paige a coward, mm-hmm. the, the way that came off was completely out of place with the rest of the promo because yep. because it was it was supposed to be Punk and Moxley cutting a promo. Yes, it had nothing to do with Paige. Yep. Like, Nothing whatsoever. So to me, as a viewer, regard, regardless of the of the story behind it, mm-hmm. it, immediately I was confused. Like, okay, what the f- is this? You know, <laughs> because because Paige has nothing to do with Punk and Moxley, and then and then in the next breath, 
you know, Punk is is doing snow angels in the middle of the ring waiting for John, <laughs> John Moxley. So, so the whole thing it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. But, but, but then again, then again, not to not to repeat myself, but I I think I think people may be reading a little bit too much into into this stuff because. There's a lot of drama going on in, in AEW, real or real or imagined. And to, to me, the timing of all this stuff is very interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, we really didn't hear about it for a long, long time. Everything was, everything was happy. Everything was, oh, my God, AEW was so awesome. AEW is such a wonderful place to work. Mm-hmm. And look, and look, if if it is for certain people, that's wonderful. I, if you're happy, you're happy, and and that's great. Um, right. You know, but but this is a this is a business, just like anything else. You know, there are going to be disgruntled employees. There's going to be a back and forth. Um, you know, between people, and 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 let's be honest with each other right here. Professional wrestling is a soap opera, and unfortunately, yep. and unfortunately, sometimes the soap operas spill to the back. And I find it very interesting because WWE is on an upswing, mm-hmm. and now and now you're starting to hear reports of of Tony Khan being difficult, the talent being difficult. There, there's there's, uh, you know, backstage meetings taking place where different wrestlers are speaking. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara is getting pie-faced by Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's a fat piece of shit. You know, and, and, and all this stuff, you know, the, the lines are starting to blur between reality and, and professional wrestling. So it's really hard to, for, for me, and I would assume for any other fan, to be like, well, what the hell's going on here? Right. So yeah. a, a lot of it is, okay, well, that's professional wrestling and it is what it is. But if, if there is legitimate real life stuff that's interfering with business, I don't care who, I don't care who's in charge back there. Somebody's got to be like, cut the shit. Because I agree. The, 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 the bottom line is the money. And, mm-hmm. and if, if, if some if something comes between, you know, the business and everybody involved making money and AEW success, at the end of the day, cut the shit. Yep. Yeah, I agree with this. Um, you know, for me, going back to the whole CM Punk uh, promo, like putting in Adam Page like that during a mock CM Punk promo, I felt like that part was a shoot. But in this whole situation, it's starting to become a work. It's starting to become a storyline, in my opinion, how this is going. Uh, Absolutely. With with Punk losing the title like that, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Who knows what's going on with these storylines? They're just, I don't know, they're all over the place right now. Maybe they'll get Punk and Paige in a a storyline to go around with this beef. and and Who really knows? Honestly, I'm... Like I said last week, where I was confused, like, are we are we getting two matches with Moxie and Punk? Apparently, they're still going ahead with the all out. I guess I I don't know. I don't. It, know, it but, makes no sense. I don't know unless they 
Give it to back to punk or something. I don't know. I, it wouldn't make any sense. That's. I mean, we could talk about that when when you talk about dynamite. But this whole page, this whole page and punk deal. Yeah, I think it's in between. Like it's a work for some parts, but it's not like all of it's a shoot. It's you know something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll see. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but let's go to the comments. Um, Darren Metzler. It started as one, but is a storyline now. So basically, what I just said. If it yeah. were Punk, would have been reprimanded. I'm sorry. If AEW lets go, lets going into business for oneself allowable, that company will quickly become WCW 2.0. Oh, which is, which, is, which is pretty much along the same lines of what I said. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh Sanders, I don't think it's a work. After the way he left WWE, dude is toxic. He wanted to be treated as a superstar like The Rock and John Cena, but couldn't live to be the good. Then really showed how legit he is by getting his ass kicked in the UFC. Not a fan of him. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I, uh, you know, I just, I, I personally, the, the, the thing that throws that comment off is mm-hmm. you, you, you cannot compare professional wrestling to the UFC. Yeah. Because. Getting your ass kicked in a, in a real fight is very different than 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 egos in the ring because you know regardless professional wrestling is a partnership you know and and if with in the fight game you really are going into business for yourself yeah yeah whereas if you do that in wrestling you're really going to get somebody fucked up that's true that's true uh, Sean Fan. Uh, said it's a shoot. They really don't like each other. Okay. Okay. Uh, Douglas Curtin said it's probably true. They don't like each other, but their amosity has been turned into a work because that's how wrestling works. Oh, okay. Honestly, (laughs) it would be hard for a wrestler like Punk to respect a guy like a generic cowboy gimmick in modern 2022. So, I I don't know. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Uh, James Kukin said both mediocre. So, so answer the question. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. Say what you want about about the egos of these two people, but <laughs> but, but these two guys are not mediocre. Mm-hmm. No, 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 CM Punk was never mediocre. CM Punk, like I said, regardless of of the um, of the backstage politics and the disagreements and the egos in the ring, CM Punk was was and still is very very good. Mm -hmm. And and Paige, because I was not sold on Paige to begin with. I, right. I, I the, the cowboy shit was getting a little a, a little bit stale to me. Yeah. So the gimmick, not a fan. But in right. the ring, in the ring, that guy can go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But next time to answer the question. <laughs> At the end of the day. And my last comment that pissed me off. Okay. Jay LeBlanc. 
Oh, and, and I don't even want to say your fucking name on this show, dude. That's how pissed oh. off I am at you. Oh, he comments. If you are seriously asking about about that question, you need to rethink your love for pro wrestling. It's fake. It's all fake. Things like this are done because of a lot of wrestling oh. fans are stupid. This is how oh. they draw interest. These fans nowadays care too much about whether shit's real or not, and not nearly enough on actual storyline, bro. I'm going to tell you something right fucking now. If you're on a pro fucking wrestling page and you're liking all this, get the fake shit off. Do not ever say fucking fake. And say if you're scripted. Calling, and if you're calling wrestling fans stupid, get the fuck off the page altogether. Exactly. Thank you, Elio. That's where I was going with. This kind of bullshit to me is what is wrong with pro wrestling fans. You guys tear each other, tear each other down. We're all supposed to be one. Somebody asks a legit question on the show to see what others, you know, want or think or whatever. And this is what this show is all about. And you go ahead and say, oh, well, things like this are stupid. Motherfucker, fuck you. All right. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck. No more. You really legitimately piss me off. You're a fucking mark. I don't ever want you commenting on this show, period. So if you're going to do that comment, don't even say it because that just that is uncalled for. And that's how I'm going up with it. I'm shaking mad because this this just this kind of shit just aggravates the piss out of me. Well, well, first, first and foremost, uh, what, 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 and 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 Clay, I'm I'm gonna address you, address you in just a, a minute. But for, mm-hmm. first, first and foremost, what's this guy's name again? Jay LeBlanc. Okay, well, uh, Jay, uh, let me introduce myself to you because I was the one who who uh, suggested that topic of conversation mm-hmm. uh i i was asked to come up with a question for this show i'm not even a regular host on this show i'm these two guys asked me to come on here to uh to participate in the show this is my third time on the show so i came up with a question to help them out to to drive conversation so my name is ben your name's jay but I got to tell you something, Jay. I don't like the way that, that you're coming off right here because, to me, you're listening to a show who, whose job it is to, to entertain you and to discuss wrestling. First of, first of all, if you're, if you're listening to this, to this show, and thank you, gentlemen, for having me on, first of all, um, <laughs> That I'm I'm not really sure why you're on here, because it because it really seems like you're attacking us, and, and by extension, and what I find funny, Jay, you're listening to the show, so that makes you a fan. Uh, yeah. Number one, number two, you took time to respond to my question, which you deemed stupid. Yeah. So what does that say about you? Yeah. That's that's just with me. Like anybody that comments on the show, I am. Even though sometimes we say, "Oh, that wasn't the question," or 
make fun of you for it. You know what? You're commenting. You're putting in contact for our show. I appreciate it. I really do. As and Tony may say, you know, opposite at times, but, but he really truly means that if you guys take the time, comment and social, you know, like, be social with us because at the end of the day, we're all pro wrestling fans. And when I see comments like this, I don't, I don't like it. That tears down everybody. It's like, how dare you? Like, like I, I, I follow, I follow a bunch of uh, wrestling content on uh, TikTok. I see mm-hmm. this all the time. Like these comments, yeah, it's so, ridiculous. So, for 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 me, let me let me just say something to you, Clay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't give this guy the 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 time of day. Uh, I know. I but, know. But, but I'm not I'm not trying to lecture you, but it's just, it's just you know, I'm. I'm the one that kind of has to take the heat for this, I guess, because I'm the one that suggested the question. So I, I don't want, I don't want you to get upset. So that's why I'm, I'm addressing Jay. Um, uh, and like, like I said, I, I don't, I don't want to say anything too over the line because I'm a guest on your show. And I, I genuinely appreciate coming on here and, and chatting you guys up. I think, I think we've become, you know, friendly acquaintances at this point. Right. Um, but but it's just I have I have to ask you, Jay, what was what's your point? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're asking a pertinent question about about something big that's going on in wrestling, something that might have bearing on AEW's biggest show of the goddamn year, and you're calling us stupid. Basically. So I so does that mean you're stupid right along with us because you're listening to us right now? It's um, it's and I agree 100 percent with you. It should people like this shouldn't be even mentioned or because that's what they are. They're fucking trolls. That's all. I mean, I agree 100. percent It shouldn't be even said, but it really aggravated me to somebody that I know, especially that ask a legit question and you have to go out like that. Like I will defend anybody. I'm the, one of the nicest dudes you could ever meet. And well, yes, yeah, just and that, I, that's it. You and, know, you know, and this is the third time we're interacting and for you to get that heated on somebody else's behalf, little on mine, I, I, I appreciate that, but that's why I'm saying, you know, let me take the heat for this. And, um, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's fine. This kind of shit does not bother me one iota. My my only question is, you know, you're listening to us. It's not it's not the other way around. So mm-hmm. so really, what side of the what what did you expect to happen from from, from this, Jay? When when you make a comment like that, and I I don't know you per I don't know you. You don't you don't know us. So I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip you I'm not gonna rip you into one I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cuss at you or anything like that. <laughs> I, I I'm going to ask a rhetorical question. What was your point? Because because I'm not seeing it. I agree. I agree. All right, guys, let's take a break, shall we? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. When we come yeah. back, 
Calm down, Clay. <laughs> I'm all good. I got, I got my Pepsi. I'm all great. You need a coffee. I got the machine here. I'll get, I'll get it ready right now. I know, right? When we come back, we got This Week in Wrestling. Hi, uh, I'm WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! This is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV podcast. Hey guys, this is Kevin Owens. Uh, make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. Take it easy, guys. Maybe I'll end up on your show one day. Who knows? But if I do, I'll probably end up taking the whole thing over, and then it won't really be your show anymore. So maybe it's not a good idea. Who knows? We'll see how that works. All right, and we are back. And fans, if you want to get a T-shirt, do me a favor go get one with some style that has some style go to prosentees.com backslash wrestling pov you have seven different designs to choose from 1999 each again that's prosentees.com backslash wrestling pov now it's time to get into this weekend wrestling look at me tony look at me you fucking mark all right let's get into it but first we have another fancy matchup for you guys as we said we last do week, Oh my God, this one. (laughs) As we said last week on the show, we were going to do a matchup between me and Ben. Uh, We're doing tag teams this week. I had old school and Ben picked the new school. Neither one of us know which one the other picked, except Elio is the only one on this planet that knows. So what are the results, Elio, for next week's fantasy All right, so we're going to start with Ben's new school pick, the Briscoe Brothers. Oh, Versus okay. Clay's old school pick, the Road Warriors. Oh, I like it. <laughs> that's a, that's a great matchup. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that's how you book tag team wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. <laughs> that's like how it's it. done. I like it. So that will be next week's post uh, for the next fantasy matchup. So let's go right into Monday Night Raw for this week. Um, I'll start off with high points. Uh, high points, I had Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Yep. A very good, intense match between these guys. Really enjoyed it. Um, Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable. The Guys, Kevin Owens back with the whole Titantron thing. The taped up shirt, man. KO. Yep. Old KO. I freaking love it. And this match was good, too. I also gave a high point to Edge versus Damian Priest at the main event. Thought this was really good. Um, Did you see uh, the after after Rob went off the air? Where Edge's comment about retiring yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Um, I mean, hey, he's getting up there in age. He has really nothing left to prove. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. And he does deserve, like, another year-long run. Kind of like, you know, a celebration of him. So Yep. Happy for this match. Um, Edge doing the Canadian Destroyer. (laughs) I didn't think he still had that in him, but he pulled it off pretty well. And my last bit of high points, Johnny Wrestling makes his return to Monday Night Raw. This was great. And how they came out with Theory, the whole try to get the way back, and then Johnny super kicks him. It was awesome. So I was glad to see him coming back. I did yeah. have a couple of low points. Uh, oh, okay. I, had, I had Dakota Kai and EO Sky versus Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Okay. To me, this match should have been better than what I was expecting. Like, I was expecting this to be a really good match. I'm not going to diss 
any of them because they did really good in the match. It just wasn't as good as I thought it would be. So that's why I gave it a low point. And I gave a low point to Aaliyah versus Bailey. Now, okay. not necessarily Bailey. Aaliyah is not on Bailey's level. And her first match back, and you throw her Aaliyah, it just it, it didn't fit right to me. I just yeah. didn't really enjoy the match. So I had to give that one a low point. Uh, but that's all that I had for Raw. What would you guys have? Uh, Elliot, you want to yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I had the same low point. Some I had the Bailey versus Aliyah, and I had the tag team match, uh, Eos Sky and Dakota. But I did like uh, the opening segment to win with Trish Stratus. I did too. That part was too. good. That part was a high point. Uh, Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler, Chad Gable, Kevin Owens, uh, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, uh, with the whole. Uh, uh, Dexter Lumis is back, and he did even more. He kidnapped the Miz. I know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and great. of course, uh, you have to give Chunninger again on the high point as well. But now, I'm wondering see, the Miz and Chump are teamed up. It, are we going to get Chunninger again teaming up with Chump to try and rescue the Miz? I, uh, I don't know because. No, no, not, not when it comes to the Miz. I'm the, oh, God, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Last high point, Damien Priest. Gotcha. I'm done. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, by, by and large, I have to say I, I agree with, with Clay. It, complete clean sleeve on high points and low points. Um, okay. You, um, you, you nailed them all. I don't have to add anything to that. Um. The, the, and, and the thing about um, the thing about um, Dexter Lumis storyline, mm-hmm. I am I'm I'm really glad that he's going after the Miz and not AJ Styles. Yeah, because to yeah. to me to me to me AJ AJ Styles doesn't need that. Like that's just it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me now. In, in terms of a matchup, I would love to see Dexter Lumis versus AJ Styles, but that kind of story for AJ Styles doesn't make any sense. Right. Um. I. I. So. So to kidnap the Miz, I. I find that funny. Um, yeah. But. But here. Here's the. Here's the other thing. I hate the fact that the that the Miz is um is with Champa. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Now, now this may be a few weeks, a few, a few weeks old, but I, I think it. I think it bears repeating based on based on this uh, potential, based on this pairing, and based on this storyline. Okay. Um, R- R- Road Dog, con- conveniently enough, uh, had tweeted several several weeks ago that he that he thinks the pairing between the Miz. And um, and Champa is great because the Miz gives Champa a, a rub of you know relevancy to the, to push him to the next level. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, no, don't. don't, don't. <laughs> I agree. With that. No, 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 you know what, I, I, I gave you a pass, I gave you a pass earlier in the show, but, but Clay, Clay, we're in trouble, Clay, the, yeah. the, 
The fifty dollar man is gonna get downgraded to the five cent man. You say, oh shit! Oh, you, you, you agree with this shit? No, no, because I I mean this with all sincerity of, of my wrestling fandom heart. I, you know, fuck this pair. To me, putting putting Champa on the level of the Miz is downgrading Champa. Ooh. Because, because, and I, I mean, I, I mean this very seriously. The, the, the Miz, the Miz is great in his role, and I, I take, no, I take nothing away from what the Miz has accomplished. I'm not a fan of his in the ring, but on, on the mic, and, and in terms of what he has accomplished and where he came from, mm. no, nothing against the Miz, but, but just in terms of what. Of what Champa means to NXT black and, uh, black and gold, uh, in terms of the matches that he had, in terms of the legacy, in terms of the in terms of the heel work that he did, I think that that is some of the best produced WWE material that that has ever been put on put on under the WWE umbrella. So for. For 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 Road Dog to say that the Champa needs a rub from the fucking Miz, <laughs> um, I you know what I take offense to that. Okay, hang on one one more sentence, and then I I promise. <laughs> but I, I I find it I I find it very rich. Especially considering the source, Road Dog, the man who sat at Triple H's side and helped and helped him build up NXT Black and Gold, you are going to downgrade one one of NXT's greatest accomplishments by saying he needs the rub of elevation from the fucking Miz. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the man. The man who has who has made a gimmick out of his giant, you know, manhood <laughs> is going to be playing the same sentence as the black heart Tommaso Champa. Are you shitting me? <laughs> well, going to Elio's question, I think just because like Johnny Gargano is a babyface right now, going show big time babyface, and Champa's doing his thing with Miz. And he's a heel. I just don't see it pairing right now. Um, maybe in year in a couple of years down the line, maybe they would bring back DIY. But I, who knows at this point? You know what I mean? Just, just yeah. not, not right now. Well, let's stay on topic. Right. Because right. You- I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. As much as I love Chompa, and I do, I do like the Miz. Now I will agree on Road Dogs' comment in this one part, okay? Wrestling-wise, no. Ciampa, I will agree with you on that. Ciampa does not need a rub from Miz for wrestling-wise. I'm saying, character-wise, Miz knows how to do an audience. Babyface, or not really babyface, but like more of a heel sort of thing. Ciampa as a heel doesn't really say that much on the mic, okay, to make them hate him. Or, you know, that sort of thing. It takes a lot for somebody to hate a guy like Ciampa. So why I think they paired him with Miz 
is to help him be hated right now since he's playing the heel. So I can see why he needs that kind of rub from the Miz because let's face it, Miz is one of the most hated heels in WWE today. Like just let's just say that. Well, that part's true, but you know, I to me, and 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 you put you put it like that 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 does that does make sense. I'm not saying I like it, but your your argument (laughs) your argument. Your argument is is well placed, but to to me, a guy on the level of Champa mm-hmm. uh, doesn't need a, a mouthpiece at all. Because, okay. but if, so if you're going to give him one, I would rather it be somebody like Paul Heyman because okay. because to me, he Champa's character is. A psychopath, right? You know, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to be associating the Mrs. Unit with a psychopath like, uh, you, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Now, now, all joke, all joking aside, there's a there's a tendency in professional wrestling to say that somebody either needs to be a heel or a babyface. Mm-hmm. And I understand that argument entirely when you're talking about when you're talking about a certain match dynamic, right? Like if, if you're if you're if you're talking about somebody like a uh, 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 Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, then he yes he does need a heel on the other side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Somebody who made but somebody who made his bones as. As just a pure ass-kicking wrestler, I don't think that he needs to be on, you know, uh, a a baby face or a heel spectrum. Right. There's there's certain talent that that transcend that. And to me, Tommaso Ciampa is one of them. You know, and the the fact of the matter is this, um, you know, Whatever whatever your opinion is, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT have always, to to this point, before Triple H, been very separated. It's like we're not supposed to recognize that people were on NXT before they were on WWE, whether it's because they have a name change, like Drop from Pyro Nevin, or, or or any other or, or any other uh, person that you want to bring up, there's some sort of separation between the main roster and NXT that I've always disagreed with. But yeah. um, but somebody like Tommaso Ciampa, I feel like people are going to know Tommaso Ciampa's history. And if if you're like me, you know, now granted, I'm a I'm a hardcore NXT guy, but but to <laughs> but to so, somebody like me is up here shaking their heads like, what the fuck is he doing with the Miz? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and that's just that's just where I'm at. With yep. All right. Overall, I gave Raw a B plus this week. Um, ben, what did you give it? Um, I, I I would have to I would have to agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, the the fact that the fact that Raw is is wrestling centric again. Mm-hmm. And, and we're getting, we're getting 
superstars that mention the word wrestling just—it warms my heart. Um, right. But, you know, all all all, jo- all jokes aside, it is it is so refreshing to see the changes that have taken place. Now, are they major changes so far? I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're major. However, they are very noticeable to a person like us who, who watch wrestling so um, so much. Um, and 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 for me, um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but my love of WWE goes back so far and is so deep. That, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I hit I hit my I hit my own horn. I'm sorry, uh, but, um, but it's just my my love and appreciation for wrestling and what WWE brought to the table for so long. It was 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 such that it, it hurt me to see um, WWE in the state that it's been in uh, for so long under under Vince. Now now um, scandal aside, other other factors aside. I have said for years that it's time for Vince to go. Right. Um, so I, I am, I am so beyond thrilled that that wrestling matters again, and that it, it's fun. Right. Like I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying watching Raw and SmackDown, and I, I can't remember the last time I actually enjoyed something on the WWE scale to this level. All right. What what was your overall grade for the show? Um. Oh, I already said uh, B plus. B plus. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Elio, what'd you give it? I'm going, I'm going with B plus as well. All right, straight across the board. We're going right into NXT. Um, I'll start off with high points. I gave it to the Dyad versus Legado del Fantasma. Right? Uh, Can th- we never we never give the Dyad a high point? <laughs> no, but you know what? I dig this match. I did. Yeah. I mean, and yep. no, they needed the win. Um, I was happy to see it, and I was so happy to see everybody in Legado del Fantasma is going with Santos Escobar to the main yes. roster. Thank yeah, that, that was such a relief. Thank, yes, thank the wrestling God. Let us hold our hands in appreciation and prayer. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And Elio, I think uh, this is going to surprise you for a high point. I gave it to Wendy Chu for Tiffany Stratton. No, oh, the conversion is complete. Nah, nah, time out, time out. <laughs> I knew you were going with this. Now, let me yes. tell you something, okay? Oh, oh. This match was good. This was a brand new Wendy Chu, and I appreciated that. Not coming out with the whole onesie bullshit. Not doing the whole pillow thing, which she kind of did with the Legos. Okay, that was cool. This was a serious Wendy Chew. This was about to beat Tiffany's ass, Wendy Chew. I liked it. Now, if she goes back to the gimmick this week, I'm still not going to like her. But the match itself was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed this main event. And Tiffany okay, Stratton... We fully convert you, but you're semi-converted. If she sticks with this gimmick, then yes, I will. If it's serious, I will. But this whole the if she goes back to smiling and do sleeping all the time and blah, no, I won't do it. I can't do it. But you need to rest. <laughs> but this this match was good, so I had to give it a high point. 
Uh, low points I gave to Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus. Mm, and you know what? That surprised me because I love Gallus. When I mm-hmm. when I when I first started watching UK, I wasn't a fan of theirs. But then they won. They won the tag team championships. They started growing on me, and I started becoming a fan. So it surprises yeah. me that. Uh, but then again, I think this was thrown together like too soon. Yeah, I, I I agree. It just happened last week, and then or two weeks ago, and then this week it was all oh, what's brought. But then the other tag teams got involved. It all became a big clusterfuck, yeah. and it was like I, I hate when there's a match with no ending. Exactly. There's there, it's nothing to it. It's like you wasted my time with this. Yeah. So I just go ahead. But that's a cla- But isn't that a classic WWE ism? Like sometimes. They just- yeah, they just, sometimes. They, they do that a little too much, I think. Yeah. And then my other low point was Cameron Grimes versus uh, Javier Bernal. Uh, jobber match, Grimes wins, this whole Joe Gacy thing. I hope and pray that Cameron doesn't get involved with this. I really don't. Like, I don't I get just, this whole Javier Bernal. He's uh, featured more on NXT Level Up, and even that I've dropped out on. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I don't get it. Um, a couple of side notes that I had. Um, excuse me, the whole Grayson Waller segment, okay, <laughs> with Apollo Cruz. He mentions the accent. <laughs> it was great. I'm like, yeah, then you have an accent, and then Apollo does the old Jamaican accent or whatever African accent or whatever. Did you it was. catch the reference though? Not, yes, I did. Nigerian. Yeah. No, no Nigerian. You, there we go. But did you catch the reference to uh, to that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Triple H said the same thing to Kofi Kingston. Didn't she use seven? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I got, I got where you're going there. Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. first thing I thought of. I understand what you're saying now. And my other side note: this Mako Satomura, okay, that's your name. Yeah, and it's NXT UK. Yeah, I honestly, I'm sorry, and I'm not gonna like bash her or nothing, but I've never heard of her. <laughs> No, you know what? Neither, neither of I until uh, I, until she debuted in the in UK. I had never heard of her. Well, they're saying like, oh, her legacy and this and that. I had to look her up. Like, I, I knew she was in UK, but I've never seen her anywhere else. So I'm like, what is this big legacy that everybody's talking about? No yeah. disrespect whatsoever, but I'm just like, who is this woman? And my other side note. Uh, did you guys notice in the back who this Charlie character was? Was Andre Chase? You know who he is? No. William Regal's son. Oh yes, uh, Bailey yeah. Matthews. Yep. Uh-huh. Charlie Dempsey. Uh, he was the other name that I couldn't think of the other week uh, that was uh, being rumored to be called up to the main roster. Hmm. Yeah, I was. I was surprised. I at first when I saw this guy. I didn't know, and then I looked him up more, and it was William Regal's son. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, now I see the resemblance, <laughs> you know? So that was kind of cool. Well, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a cool so, yeah. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he was the other one that was uh, rumored to be called up to NXT. Oh, wow. Huh. Yep. That is all that I have for NXT. Um, Elio, what'd you have? Uh, okay, so from the high points, I had the Wendy True Tiffany Stratton. Um, also, the Ron Wagner Tyler Bay match. Yeah, that was decent. And um, for the yeah, low point, um, Gallus and Jensen and Briggs match. 
I didn't like the Grace Marvel effect. I mean, it was funny. Like, he did the whole thing with Apollo, but still, the, the whole segment, it's, as a, the segment as a whole, I didn't really like. I agree. I agree. And um, the whole Cameron Grimes, Sylvia Bernal, and the Indy Hartwell Blair Davenport match. Mm. That that was another yeah. Bad so match, I think. those are my high points. Low points. All right, Ben, what you have? Okay. Now, before I get into my high points and low points, um, I, just so your viewers understand, I am not a regular NXT 2.0 viewer. Um, I, I no, no, I, I tried it. I, I watched the first episode and it's like I can't do this. So I, I've seen. I, I've seen a few episodes for the purpose of of our podcast and um and this one when there when there's big things going on. So this was really the first episode that I've seen uh, in its entirety in, in quite a while uh, for the purposes of tonight. So uh, let me just say that. So I'm not familiar with everything on this show, uh, but um, I did for a high point. I really enjoyed. Um, the the Tiffany Stratton Wendy Chu match, um, <laughs> which 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 surprised the hell out of me because Elio knows this from from our show. Wendy Chu does absolutely nothing for me. Oh hey, boo! <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben's last episode. <laughs> Well, well, I, I, well. I think I think we'll have to ask Clay and Tony on that one. But uh, but, do you know the hell that I can raise with you just for saying that? Because when we get back, when we get back on our territory, woohoo! You are in deep shit. <laughs> but um, no, but it, but in all seriousness, so the, the Wendy Chu and uh, Tiffany Stratton was was very very good, and I was very surprised because. I don't. I don't get either one. I don't really get either one of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. t- t- Tiffany Stratton has gotten better in the ring from the last time I saw her. It's just, she has. The the, yep. the the gimmick really throws me off, though. Uh, b- both gimmicks really throw me off. Uh, now, <laughs> now, now, the one, the one um, part of the match that you mentioned with with the Legos. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like that. I like the idea, especially with you know, with in the pillow and stuff. It kind of reminded me of like Missy Highest Purse and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind that that's kind of cool. But the the execution of it uh, didn't come off well because yeah. the the first slam completely missed the the Legos. Yeah, uh, I like, noticed that. And then. And then, um, you know, Tiffany Stratton kind of rolled into the Legos. Like, why would you roll into Legos? If, if, you, mi- if, if you missed, then, you know, you, you got lucky. You don't, you know, you don't roll into the Legos. You know, who won? <laughs> Ow. Yeah. I, well, yeah, absolutely. But, but um, you know, I mean, we, we all know from our childhood, you know, you step on a Lego, that shit hurts. Yes, it does. It does. You know, why why, why would you voluntarily roll into the Legos? I hope Tiffany Stratton Stratton got a pay raise for that. Um, (laughs) Now, now the other other aspect of this, um, well, not this, but my other other high point was um, 
was uh, not necessarily the match, but I really like the fact that Tyler Bate is uh, coming to to the uh, U.S. version of NXT. So I, I was happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, low point-wise, low point I'm, I'm with Elio. I really didn't understand this whole Grayson Waller and uh, Apollo Crews um, yeah. segment. Um, I kind of feel bad for Apollo Crews because I feel like he's been such a missed opportunity, but I don't know what you can do to rehab him. And, yeah. And, and this and this segment certainly didn't help only only because of the because you know getting called out on the on the accent. Yeah. I mean, he, he was right to call him out and it was funny, but why would you put why would you put Apollo Cruz in that position? That that doesn't that doesn't make him look good. Plus, yeah. plus, I have a question for you guys. Have you guys yeah. seen Commander Aziz uh, lately? Yeah. No. Um, okay. Well, did, did you? Uh, did well, you with, I uh, saw online his new yeah, the plans. He, I haven't seen it. Uh-uh. His his plans are to be paired with Cordelia's, like her bodyguard. Which, oh, really? Which, yeah. let's, let's be real, okay? Because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get to Cordelia in, in in one second because there's something that I want from a few weeks ago on NXT that I want to ask you guys about. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, and then the the other glaring low point was um, Gallus and um, Brit and uh, Briggs and Jensen because yep. I I was really enjoying that match and then the, and then the the end just completely took me out of it. I was like, what the hell? Yep. Um, now now. Just, just like with this version of NXT, I am not overly familiar with NXT UK, um, but I have seen uh, some the, like the bigger matches, like Ilya Dragunov versus Walter and Walter versus Pete Dunne, and oh my God, they, you know they made me happy for joy. So I do have, <laughs> I do have, uh, I do have an appreciation for the more badass side of of um, NXT UK, and I think. I think Gallus falls into that category, and mm-hmm. you know, and the, they they did bring up their very long uh, run with the NXT UK tag team titles, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so that being said, you know, yeah, they they were having a good match up to the TQ, but you know, really, are you really are you going to put that team in that position? I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean good, good God, let let us <laughs> not do that again. Uh, right. So, so I kind of, I kind of felt bad for for Gallus in in that department, and you know, I I have to I have to ask you guys a legit question because, like I said, you know, I'm not really up on on NXT recently. Mm-hmm. What what is going on with uh, with with um oh god I'm I'm blanking on the on on the name Cor uh, Jade no no well well that too but um oh. but Cameron let's start with Cameron Grimes because I'm confused as hell oh yeah go ahead go ahead I mean no. you know he he was he was in a storyline with Ted DiBiase he was doing he was doing some really good stuff you know yeah. even even before that and now he's with you know. 
doing something with the dyad, which makes no sense at all. Yeah, basically, he had that with DiBiase, and then he had a couple good matches. Then he got the North American title, ran a little bit with the North American title, then lost it, and now he's fighting for his dad and that sort of thing, and now he's trying different, you know, they're trying different things with him, and now all of a sudden he's getting involved with Gacy's group, and they're trying to recruit him, and it's – I'm not, he needs to be on the main roster, just bottom line. There's no yep. much, more, not much more that he can do in NXT. Well, that's, so, what I, that's what I was thinking, so I was confused. Now, yeah. now the, other, the other high point um, that, I, that I agree with you on is, um, is um, the, uh, the Diaz match. Now, let, yeah. let, me, let me say, I, I really did enjoy that match, but the gimmick sucks. Yeah. Good, yeah. good god, good god! You know, I, I really, I really thought that it was, it was a mistake by, by NXT number one to put the grizzled young veterans in that position because, you know, I mean, goddamn, these are the grizzled young veterans for fuck's sake. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're great, right? You know, call, call them up and put them in a tournament. They'll dominate shit. Mm-hmm. You know, put. <laughs> Put the, put them against Imperium, and, you know, and, and drop this little big Kaiser and Gunther bullshit, and put them in the ring with Walter. Put Walter, <laughs> put put Walter, Marcel Martel, and Fabian Eichner, aka whatever the fuck his name, Giovanni. Oh, I Vinci. like him, Giovanni Vinci. Come on, I, I like him too. I like no, Giovanni Vinci. No, I like I like him. It's just, yeah. the, but. But Fabian Eichner was a complete. Ba- I'm not saying Giovanni Vinci is bad, right? But but Fabian Eichner was a complete badass, and the performer behind them both is a fucking world class wrestler. <laughs> so I, I so I'm really not getting that. But getting back to the um, grizzled young veterans, it's just why why I don't I don't understand that, and, and plus. You know, I, I don't know how, how up you guys are with uh, ROH, but ROH was in my backyard before Tony, Tony Khan uh, bought them. And, mm-hmm. they, and they have a very similar gimmick that they've been running with to the Dyer, which is why I was like, what, what the hell? Um, they have uh, the Righteous, which, which is kind of similar to the Dyer. Um, mm. So it's, it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> um, you, you know, and, and and the thing is, I thought I thought when Parker Boudreaux got got released from NXT, I was like, oh, that's a mistake. But I, but actually, w- with this current gimmick that Joe Gacy has, you know, I I think Parker Boudreaux, Boudreaux escaped. I, Man. I, I I I really do. I you know, it's just. There are so many great pieces that WWE has in place mm-hmm. that if they just tweaked it a little bit, that's why I'm excited to have Triple H in, in control because I'm hoping that the changes that he brings to to Raw and SmackDown will eventually trickle down to NXT because this version of 2.0 just sucks. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, overall, I gave NXT 2.0 a C this week. Um, Elio, what'd you give it? So I went with the C as well. Oh, all right. Uh, ben, what's your overall? 
I'm I'm gonna go with a C minus. I I I wasn't feeling it. All right, let's go to Dynamite with Elio. All right, so Dynamite. Let me look pull up the results here. <laughs> and Elio, high points. High points. Have this already. Come on. High points. I've got Death Triangle on Aussie Open. Great match. Oh, and yep. fantastic. I got Jay Lethal and Dax Harwood and Ricky Starks' promo. Yes, for sure. Good. Oh. <laughs> for, <laughs> for low points, I've got the opening segment. Okay. And I, I also have a Colton Gunn and Billy Gunn and Britt Baker and Colin King. I agree with that there. I agree. Uh, yeah, for say it was same for me for high points. I had Death Triangle versus I put the United Empire. It was a great match, great main event. I love. Why it. are they called Aussie Open? <laughs> the United Empire. United Empire. It sounds so much better than Aussie Open. It sounds like I'm watching right? tennis. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm watching pro wrestling, and that name United Empire. That's that's sick. You know. So yeah. I had to give that a high point. Dax Hardwood versus Jay Lethal. Great match. Um, Jay Lethal teaming with the Motor City Machine Guns in the trios match. That so would be it looks like, uh, like it looks like uh, AEW and Impact still have a working relationship. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So that's that. Um, low points I gave to Colton Gunn versus Billy Gunn. Uh, just like you, Elio. This was dumb. The low blow to beat your fifty-something-year-old dad. Like you really, really like you had to do that. I just, I just don't get it. I don't either. I don't understand where the storyline is going. And my last uh, low point, CM Punk versus John Moxley. Oh, three uh, minutes. Three fucking oh. minute match. You hype this throughout your whole show, okay? And you do a three-minute match for the AEW world title, and then you're wanting to try to do it at All Out? What is that showing anybody? And then you give this whole thing about, oh, well, Punk is still hurt and blah, blah, blah. Then if, if that's the case, then why? Why even throw that main <laughs> yep. event there? You have no – there's no sense of this booking right now. This, this whole thing of what we said earlier with this whole Moxley, Punk, if you want to throw Adam Page in there too, like it makes no sense where this is going. If yeah. you you have a week to prep this all out pay per view, and right now your main event is garbage, it just it doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to prove a lot in next week's Dynamite for me to be actually interested in Moxley versus Punk. And what baffles now, me, and what baffles me is that uh, I saw earlier this week uh, he, did this show got over a million. Really? Well, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, to to me, to 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 me, not not to cut you off, Elio. And and I I swear I, oh, I, I was done. I I won't go I won't go on a rant till till you guys are you guys are done with your bits because I might take up some airtime. But um, Elio, you're very familiar with my rants. But yep. it's just I I'm completely lost. To, to, to say the least and um just like just like you said uh clay it, it really makes absolutely no sense so so it's it's just 
with with all out, you know, I because I looked at the lineup before I came on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. is, there, is there more than three matches? Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have like they have like eight eight matches announced now, uh, not wow. not including the main event. And let me let me let me tell you something. In all fairness, um, this card looks fantastic mm-hmm. on paper. It it does. Um, my problem, and and I, I, I'm gonna say this, and it, it's gonna piss people off, and I I apologize to wrestling POV uh, fandom if I if I rub you guys the wrong way because I'm a guest host and I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers at this point in time. However, this right here is the worst built up AEW pay per view to date. Mm. You yeah. have had. You have had so many opportunities and so many great matches on Dynamite to build this up, and this is what you do. Yeah, you're you're, you're using backstage bullshit to to which which I believe partially is real. We discussed that earlier. We don't have to get into it again. But you're using backstage bullshit to build up um, this supposed main event. Which you completely botched on Dynamite, mm-hmm. um, and 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 supposedly you know botched the main event of your upcoming pay per view for this. Yep. I, I I don't I don't understand this at all. You know I I have I have tried. God, Elio, if you could have seen the amount of research that I did. In, in preparation for this show, not only did I watch NXT, but I, I mean, I was trying to figure, I, I was trying to figure out in my head every possible angle of where they could be going with this. I really did, because mm-hmm. I like to, I, I like to have intelligent conversations when I, when I come on the air. And I was really trying, but I couldn't <laughs> find, I couldn't find anything. To me, this makes the company look so bad. And the closest thing in comparison that I can that I can figure is, you know, the um, the the uh, MJF and Wardlow thing at, at Double or Nothing. Because mm-hmm. I think I think that was a shoot that turned into a work. Um, yeah. And maybe they maybe they're trying to do something or because because I was like you I was like you Clay I, I figured well. Maybe CM Punk is is really uh, messed up, and, and they're trying to give him more t- more time to recover, and that's why he's cutting promos and doing snow angels and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. I can I can deal with I thought it was stupid, but I can deal with the snow angels. That's very CM Punk. <laughs> that's that's very CM Punk esque. I can I can deal with that. Yeah, um, but but you you built up this show. And you got a mil- a million viewers on your show based on the fact of you building this up, and and this is what you give us. I agree. I agree. Did did you guys happen to catch what Jr. said on commentary though after this whole after this match? No, no. So Taz uh, said on this, he got his or wait, no, he said. Did Punk come back too soon? Was going with the same thing that Excalibur and Tony Schiavone was saying? JR, being old JR, says 
he got his ass whooped is what happened. And I, I dug that. That was old JR, in my opinion. So yeah. I, I, I like that. So yeah. that was Yeah, well, I think I think that was the commentary team trying to cover up um mm-hmm. what was going on here because from from what I was from what I was hearing, they they were scrambling. Yep. Yep. Because um I can I cannot figure out um what they're what they're doing here to save my life. And I'm I'm usually pretty good at, at dissecting uh, certain elements of professional wrestling storytelling and not taking it too seriously and not going not going on social media to to, to stand on my soapbox. I like to I like to see how things play out and then talk about it later on so I don't make an ass out of myself. Um, but th- this is this is something that is very um, odd, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like it, it highlights the fact that that AEW is going through its coldest period in its history. Right. And and this is this is what's bothering me because you are calling attention to what people are calling out, but meanwhile you're still having great um, great matches on your show and and all of that's being pushed to the side for this and yep. and and the the other thing the other thing that i'm going to say and then i swear i'll get to the high points and low points for dynamite i <laughs> I, I i'm sorry folks i i tend i tend to get very uh very heated by certain things <laughs> um you know i i calmed you down earlier clay and, and now you're, you're gonna have to do the same for me um <laughs> i i, I I just, I really, I really don't understand this. And you know, you have weeks and weeks to build up um, your your biggest show of the year is what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah. And and, and this is what you're doing with it. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, and and, and the, the gun club match. Holy shit! Talk about <laughs> low, talk about low points. Uh, you know. But th- that's the thing, right? So they always rush their end, their endings, right? You know, to to the shows, and, and we had um, we had uh, you know Andrade un- unmasking, um, you know, uh, oh god, what's his name? It's uh, it's Bandito's brother, Dra- what, what's Dragon Lee. Yes, and then that that doesn't get explained, you know, and and then and then you're having um. Kylan King versus Britt Baker, which was a complete waste of time. Yep. You know, so so much of this, and, I, and I'm really not understanding what they're doing with Swerve in our glory. They've really yeah. pulled off. The, <laughs> the um and and what really pisses me off beyond anything, I'm even going to say beyond all this drama surrounding the main event, the TNT title situation. Uh. That is. Some of the most irrelevant bullshit I've ever. What have they done with with Wardlow since this whole thing with MJF ended? Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. No. Nope. And, and it's just, it just it drives me up a wall, and yet and yet people people are paying attention to to backstage bullshit and not calling stuff like that out. Yes. I, I have I have an issue with that, yep. uh, you know. 
So high points and low points were 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 largely the same um, as both you guys. I think you guys nailed that pretty well. Um, and the the one thing that I'll say about the main event that hasn't already been said is I'm I'm hearing reports that it was John Moxley's idea and then CM Punk and and company went along with it, which I assume is true. Otherwise, that thing wouldn't have aired. Right. Um. You know, somebody came up with the idea and it aired, and and I would have to assume, I guess, that there is some sort of problem. Other otherwise, I'm not seeing a storyline reason for this shit to be booked. You know, yep. the, the the one the one idea that I've seen floating around social media is what well, is MJF coming back? Um, you know, is is Adam Page gonna get involved, and then that's gonna lead to a to a, a tag team situation, and then you know whatever, whatever. What what does that have to do with the world title? It's nothing really. Okay, because because <laughs> first of first of all, you had because of because of injury situations, you've had you've had to have an interim world heavyweight title. You've had to have an interim, you know, women's championship tournament now. Um I I just I really don't understand it. If CM Punk was injured, then keep keep him out. I hate the fact that he might have had to mess all out. I know that's damaging to the card, but at least it keeps the integrity of your world title. Yep. This this, this is a joke. Yep. This yeah. is an absolute joke, and whether whether it's a combination of real life shit and, and shoot, you know what this reminds me of? This, this reminds me of Vince Russo WCW. Mm. This, this yeah. is this is damn this is damn near as bad as Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> I I can't I cannot figure that out, and and it it, it bothers me because. You know, this is a, this is a time when I'm supposed to be excited about pro wrestling, and, and I'm 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 trying to figure out bullshit. Like this isn't and this isn't entertaining storytelling or anything like that. To me, this is bullshit, and it's overshadowing a lot of the awesome stuff that's being put on on AEW television, such such as that main event with the, with the Aussie Open. That was amazing. Yep, like, that was a good match. Definitely, I I don't I don't get it. So I'm I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Overall, I gave Dynamite a C plus this week. Uh, Elio, what'd you give it? Yeah, I too want a C plus. All right, and Ben. Uh, uh, once again, low man on the totem pole, but uh, C minus. All right, that's okay. Uh, let's go into SmackDown. Um, you know what? High points. I gave the Happy Corbin versus Ricochet. Uh, good match to start out the show. Uh, Ricochet getting the win. And Corbin having these matches was really good. I love- Cor- Cor- Corbin looking like a wrestler again, like I said last week. He did. He really did. He looked yep. pretty, really well. And the fact that Pat McAfee was messing with him with the circle thing at the end, awesome. I was like, this, was so oh, great. Wh- wait a minute, this brain, this brain right here, and was circling his head. I'm like, oh, Pat. <laughs> you, awesome. you know what? He, t- he, he took Jerry Lawler's magistrate away. Yeah. 
For sure, for sure. Uh, my other high points I gave to SmackDown was Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Uh, main event was really good. Um, Drew getting a win here was awesome. The bloodline coming out, attacking Drew, beating the shit out of him throughout this whole thing. Roman coming out, beating the shit out of Drew, and ending with the bloodline, which was great. I have a question, What is Jay's problem? What is whose problem? Jay. I, you know, I don't, I don't really get, know get it. Like, where, where's all this from? I don't really know either. Maybe I'm not sure where they're going with the storyline because Jimmy has no problem with them, but Jay's like always disgruntled with Sammy. Yeah, so I'm like, 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 Jimmy's all cool. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Jay's yeah. like all in, always in his face. Like, I know, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> this must be going through the story thing. Um, low points I gave to the fail four way, uh, for the women's tag titles. If you were going to have this, this like match as short as it was, why even, why even have it? Like, I understand the purpose of it because you got to give all four of them another opportunity, but it was just a short match and Natalia and Sonia win honestly. And I, when I knew this was going to happen tonight, Again, for the for uh, tag team to go against Io Sky and Dakota Kai, honestly, I knew Aaliyah and Raquel was going to win. I just I saw it coming, so I just I, well, I don't understand well, the purpose of it. What made you see that coming? Because I I had um, I had Natalia and Sonya Deville winning. So what made you see that coming? Well, basically, we're the champion. We're you're going to go against Io or Io Sky and Dakota Kai. Okay, I did not see a heel versus heel going for the tag titles. So, in my opinion, it was going to be Raquel and Aaliyah winning just to have a baby face and a heel go against one another. And plus, Raquel and Dakota renewing their huge men Right, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Another low point I gave to the whole Viking Raiders and New Day segment. Again, this is and this. You're you're hurting the Viking Raiders with this stuff. And with Woods coming out acting like he's hurt, then they bring out the kendo stick and beat the crap out of the Viking Raiders. I was so excited for this new look at the Viking Raiders, and now it's like I don't even care. Okay, and that sucks. The, 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 the makeup around their eyes, because Ben was saying how it looks terrible, that makeup around their eyes. It does. It, it does, really does, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when, when you really... Take, stop and look at it. It looks bad. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you know, it it looks like uh, it looks like the the Viking Raiders took the the makeup tips from Ronda Rousey. Uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what it looks like. I mean, it just it looks awful. And you know, I love this tag team going 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 way back to like ROHs when they were like War Machine. Right. Um. You you know and. And is it just me, or do these guys, especially, especially um, Ivar, Ooh, he, yeah. these guys look like shit? <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, good, good God! It, look, it looks like he's being bonbons and, and you know, watching soap operas and catering. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something about Ivar off air. Yeah. It's it's just really bad. So yeah, I don't. But continue. All right, and that is all that I have for SmackDown. Um, Elio, what'd you have? 
So basically, I had uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, again, I like the whole Sami Zayn Roman Reigns interaction backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had the Gunther Sheamus segment. Oh, I forgot about that. That was good yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, Rick Shane Corbin. What I what I really liked is that Drew McIntyre video pack. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I really like how they uh, like outlined his whole history, like when he first joined the company, then he mm-hmm. got released, and then he found his way back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that video package for cool. sure. Classic, for, classic redemption story, if you ask me. Yeah. And for for low points. Again, the Viking Raiders fit a four-way and the Max nail model thing, backstage stuff. No, Don't do this, Angel and Humberto. No, that's I agree 100%. The team is great, and they need that better push, but you're going to put them with maximum male models. No, please. <laughs> yeah, and, and the same thing can be said for Hit Row. <laughs> I agree. Yes. You know, Hit Let's be honest, because I I loved hit, I I loved Hit Row the first time around. Yep. I'm a little bit dubious of them without without Swerve, but I am. Well, I, I'll tell you something in a minute. Go on. But but based on my appreciation of the team in the past and just everybody's talent, I was really excited when they were bought back. And then they had that rap segment last week, which was absolutely terrible. Um. <laughs> You, you know, and I'll I'll tell you a story about that off the air because I don't want to take up it much more time. I feel like I've been talking too much, and I, <laughs> so I do I do apologize. But um, in, in terms of in terms of high points, low points, I really like what they're doing with with Sammy and um, and Roman. I feel like that's going to tie in very well with the eventual Kevin Owens versus Sammy, uh, Kevin Owens and then Sammy Zayn versus the Usos. Uh, for mm-hmm. the tag team titles, which which I think if once that match takes place, then the Usos need to lose the the tag titles and the destruction of the bloodline begins. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other high point that I had was the was the Drew McIntyre video package. Uh, let let me ask you guys a question before I before I move on. Um, okay. Based on the video package. And the ending of SmackDown, do you think that sets up Drew McIntyre to win uh, the WWE Championship next Saturday? I think so. I really do. I feel like, and I even talked with this with Kaylee a little bit, uh, which is my wife. Now, going into this, since it's in the UK, it's in Wales, Drew throughout when he first won the WWE Championship, okay, it was during COVID, right? Yeah. He didn't have he didn't have the big pop with the crowd. It was an empty arena. Didn't have much. I mean, he yes had a good title reign. Took us through the through just through the pandemic, and really, I didn't think he got the benefit of the doubt with him being champion. Now, the second go around, that's different because there was a crowd, there was that. But that first moment, I feel like this is WWE re- redeeming him to have that. Oh, I won the championship moment in the UK, in his yeah. hometown. I, so, I, I agree. So I think that I think after Clash of the Castle, we're going to have a new undisputed t- champion in Drew McIntyre. 
And if you're gonna start giving the, if you're gonna start giving people back their original themes, please give him his broken dreams theme back. Oh, I love that song. I, yeah. I, yes. I, I do not, I do not like the theme he has now. I don't like it at all. This one that he has. No, and and is it, is it just me, fellas, or is is the sword gimmick a bit overplayed at this point? Yeah. Well, oh. it, it, it is, but I can't. I get why he does it. You know, it's like it's remembrance of his mom in some way. I don't know how you remember your mom through a sword, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Do whatever you got to do. I understand so that, why. So that, that's a real thing. I, I, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, I, yeah, thought, I just thought that was like part of a. No, his his mom. I don't know really the story, but his mom passed away of cancer, and okay. how he remembers her or has to the ring. It's that sword. Oh, okay. So I don't I don't know the backstory of the sword and his mom, but right. that's why he does it. Oh, yeah, because... that's what I meant. I didn't really understand the whole backstory there. Right. Right. But yeah, but they they did do a nice job of of bringing her up in uh said video package. And yep, then, absolutely. And then the other the other high point that I had was uh Ricochet and um Baron Corbin. I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. I believe that was the first rematch of the Triple H era. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. So, yep. so, so that was very interesting. Uh, low points, they got to get rid of this Viking Raider you know, <laughs> st- stuff. They, they just have to. And, and, I, and I don't know about you guys, and, and, but, but I think, it's, especially with Big E's situation, mm-hmm. I think it might be time to say bye-bye to the New Day. I yep. think, yep, me and Elio probably agree with that. We've said that mm-hmm. before Big E was injured. <laughs> yep. I mean, all due, all due respect to them, but but it's just – but it's, lo- it's lost all its heat. And yep. in, my, in my opinion, it's lost all its luster since he was throwing pancakes in the crowd when it was in its crotch. You know, I just, you know, that that was kind of the, you know, and and the statement with Dewey Foley was like, like made me want to puke. Um, mm. But it's just, it's just, it's time to move on. And more importantly than not liking any gimmicks, yeah, it, it doesn't make me take the performers seriously, if that makes sense. Right, right. I agree. Like I agree. and. And the level of talent in the ring between the between all of those guys is just—it's too high to justify the comedy stuff. It's, right. It's, you, you know, it's kind of like they're trying to put the the Viking Raiders in the, in the new day in the position of say Santina Morella and, Va- and Vladimir Koslov having tea. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's it's really it's really ridiculous in my opinion. Um, yeah, but I but the highest of high points for me was was the main event and that last image of the bloodline in conjunction with all the video packages surrounding uh, Drew McIntyre that really tied the show together and, and really made me excited for Clash of the Castle because I think even more than say uh, SummerSlam. I think Clash at the Castle really has an opportunity to be Triple H's statement show of okay, this is a new day in WWE here. Pardon the pardon the pun, um, <laughs> because 
Because if you think about it, this Clash at the Castle pay-per-view is such an opportunity to have like a global reset for WWE. Right. Uh, you know, this is the first time in 30 years. Uh, you know, we, I mean, we have had bad-ass matches in uh, over, over, overseas in the UK. I mean, this, this brings back you know, British Bulldog Pop at SummerSlam '92. I mean, I mean, this, this is just this is has the potential to be so amazing if they do it right. And to Elio's point, how cool would it would it be to have Drew McIntyre get his moment in front of that crowd? Like, yep. to me, this is like the tailor-made perfect situation, especially how. He was put down at the end of SmackDown by the bloodline. Yep. You know, it's like the perfect recipe to, to have Drew McIntyre have his moment and then, you know, move on to something else with, with the bloodline and Roman Reigns. Because and the last the last thing I'll say about this is, I don't know about you guys, like I, I have really enjoyed the bloodline, but like the second half of Roman Reigns' title run, Mm-hmm. Has has really done nothing for me. I agree. He's because, doing the part. He's doing the part time thing, and it's which, like, yeah. Well, and and like, look, I I understand the, the part time thing. You uh-huh. know, I I do, and 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 God, if anyone d- deserves it, it's Roman Reigns. I mean, I'm surprised his back isn't broken from carrying the goddamn company for so long, but um. <laughs> But the bottom the bottom line is you you cannot hold two titles hostage for two years, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Like like that that aspect of it is just it's not going to work. It it was it was painful enough when when Brock Lesnar was holding one title hostage on Raw with the Universal title. It's, uh-huh. it's not it's not going to work with two. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. So, so I, I think Clash at the Castle is is the perfect opportunity. Now, SmackDown overall, I would give a six. Oh, okay. I, right. I I wasn't too impressed overall with SmackDown, but I did. I really did enjoy the focus with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. That was very well played. But the rest of it, especially especially the stuff with the women and having mm. two, two and having them featured in two matches, the women's division needs help before you even before you even begin to attack the tag team title situation all right elio what's your overall for smackdown so you smackdown a c plus all right i gave it a b minus this week so it was a pretty decent show all right guys now we're gonna go to battle of the a show where we go through all four shows and pick who is the best show overall so uh elio what's your pick for the A show this week. So the way I have it, I have Raw, AEW, NXT, and um, no, sorry, Raw, AEW, SmackDown, NXT. I'm going with Raw. All right, Ben, what's your uh, best show for this week? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Raw. I thought, I thought the in ring action was just way too solid to not give it the nod. All right, well, it doesn't matter what I say because Raw wins it this week. And if I had to pick, it would be Monday Night Raw. I think they had the best show. So Raw, Raw goes up another notch in the standings. And, and, now, the, and Raw is now at 11. Raw's at 11. Wow. That's crazy. 
I mean, guys, the rest of the three have to step it up. Raw's going away with this. So, right. All right. Now it's time for the book. Basically, what we do is put the most ridiculous things that happen in the weeks of wrestling. And we do it just for a good laugh because, you know, everybody needs a good laugh every now and then. Uh, a couple things on the show have been said where I, I think we all need a laugh. So, yeah. With comments and all this, and let's not talk about it no more. Well, let's get to the book. All right. Baldy Sands, go fuck yourself. Ah, fuck him. Fuck him. Stays. Stays. Uh, Kevin Dunn's camera shots. Stays. Stays. New NXT logo. I'm sorry. What, stays. What, was, what, was the, what was the first one where you said fuck him? I didn't hear that. Oh, that was the uh, Baldy Sands, go fuck yourself. Sam Roberts. That's Sam Roberts, yeah. He's a commentator on NXT, well, NXT uh, during the pay-per-views and stuff like that. He's just a dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't like Sam Roberts. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. New NXT logo. That stays. Stays 100%. That's got to uh, stay in the book. Definitely. Tony Khan's damn ego. That, that stays. Every that, day he proves to be a, even more bigger horse's ass than he already is. 100% stays. Uh, no trick Willie shot. That <laughs> stays. stays. <laughs> Sammy and Ty's tongue twisting. Stays. stays. It's disgusting. <laughs> I agree. Chris's wizard. Stays. <laughs> it's awful. Very. Uh, Ben's uh, AEW time management. That stays. Stays. We we know all of it's going to go five hours. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so something something from a previous appearance. Mine stayed in the book. Goddamn. <laughs> I feel accomplished. There you go. Well, it's true. <laughs> uh, Corey's obsession stays. stays. And Tony's favorite. Fuck wrong with Tony Khan's eyes. That stays. Stays hundred and ten percent. Tony, if you're if you're gonna listen to this, I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with Tony Khan's eyes. Oh. You, you cannot convince me. And and this is coming from a guy that's never done drugs that were not pharmaceutical in his <laughs> entire in his entire <laughs> life. <laughs> but, but you cannot tell me that he was not high as shit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're right there with you, man. And our last bit of news, or not news, but our last thing we usually go do on the show is the five-second shuffle, but unfortunately, we cannot do it. Tony's not here, and so Elio retains the title for another week until next week. So... Oh, boo. <laughs> but this is the end of the show. Uh, ben, we appreciate you coming on, giving your input, and I uh, hope you had a fun time, man. It's I always fun. I definitely did. I can't wait to do it again. All right. I am the $50 man, Clay Cummings, along with the gentleman. Elio Canella. And still not nicknamed, but who are you? Ben Pierce. All right. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Love you all. Peace out.